Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Hello, spiritual boss babes. Welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited because I have my friend Summer here with us. And Summer is a quantum shiftist who helps love leaders extract energies that are not serving them so they can step into their next level of success. And Summer is such a fascinating friend of mine because she, first of all, her energy is amazing. And second of all, it's just so fascinating because she sees energy. She sees energy and vibration. And it's very interesting hearing her explain how to work with energy, how to shift energy, how to master the multiverse and really transform your life overall. So I'm super excited to have her on with us and for her to share so much knowledge and value with you guys. So without further ado, let's welcome Summer onto the show. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on today. And I'm really excited to talk about all of the magic that you're doing in the world. So before we... Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. So before we like jump totally in, um, I guess share a little bit about like who you are and what you're doing in the world, how you're serving everyone. All right. Uh, the Cliff Notes version, because there's, there's a lot has gone on in a shorter amount of time in my life. The Cliff Notes version, ever since I was a kid, um, which most kids are like this, I just saw in vibration only, regardless of time-space continuum or dimensions or anything. So I saw like past and present and everyone else's experience and was able to experience them all, whether it's grass or sun or person or past or whatever at a very young age and growing up, I didn't really shut it down as most kids do, honestly, mostly because I didn't believe the grownups in my life. <laughs> and it was good because it helped me get through a lot of trauma, a lot of disease. Um, and then I tried shutting it down for a while so I could be normal. And I'm saying this with air quotes for the podcast listeners. <laughs> when I did that, I gave myself, I already had been in very severe depression for years trying to disconnect. And then I gave myself early onset Parkinson's in the process at the tender age of 24. That was fun. The medication just put me in a spiral. It didn't help my body at all. So I had to find alternative means. And I didn't really, despite seeing all these different dimensions, first, I didn't know that it was different. I thought, you know, who doesn't see the wind? Vincent van Gogh, like, made starry night with the wind perfectly measured out. They've even seen that's turbulence. Everyone sees this, right? Nope. So I had to reconnect to that part. And that's how I learned to heal my body. I've been asymptomatic with Parkinson's for over three years. Woohoo! Wow. Uh, and several other diseases. My depression's totally gone. No medications. 
and a lot of other issues that I had going on, insomnia, I was overweight, like, you name it. And then I realized at some point that the last part of believing the adults was being stuck in a real job. And so now I help people to master the multiverse, be able to experience things the way I do, see, basically live in string theory and be able to see everything and manipulate it as they want and also experience the tremendous love that all the universes have to offer. Like, it's just, ah, it's an incredible experience. I get so jazzed even thinking about it when I see other people go through it for the first time. It's like, it's like when someone gets to watch that Netflix like series that you love so much, you know, <laughs> and you're watching yeah. them enjoy it, except like on a way bigger cosmic scale. <laughs> oh my God. So that's a bit about me, why I do what I do. <laughs> that's awesome. So when did you like learn how to work with your gift? You know, you, you said you like went through Actually, all of these really things. Early. I think the first time I really realized I was good at energy healing or that that I could shift things very quickly was I was seven years old and I'd had what they thought was asthma for a long time. It turns out I did not have asthma. I had a bacterial infection in between the muscle layers of my heart. Because of that, the layers of my heart were separating with tons of fluid. And so my heart was barely beating because mm -hmm. the muscles were literally ripped in half and then full of fluid in between. So I'm a seven-year-old kid. By the time they figured it out and got me to the emergency room, they took out three liters of fluid that was, again, in between the muscle layers of the heart. My heart's still kind of damaged to this day, but it's not too bad as to what it should be. I should have needed a heart replacement pretty much right after. And then they figured out along with it that it looked like I had Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is the cancerous one. Mm. And since I don't see any differentiations in dimension and anything like that, when the doctor was telling the family basically to start making plans, cool. this is a tough one emotionally to go back to. I could see all the loss come up and I could see everything that could have happened on that trajectory. And I knew I needed to just change it immediately. And um, I called upon all my guides to help me with energy healing. And everyone in my family had the same, a variation of the same dream that night that an ascended master from um, my family is very Catholic. So they were all, Catholic ascended masters. There's Christ and, and Mary and um, one was St. Paul the Apostle. Oddly enough, that was Paul, my father. <laughs> they all variations of the same dream of me being held and being blown on and being reappearing as a different person. Mm. Fun fact, my blood type actually changed in that week. <laughs> so my body literally, we shifted dimensions as much as we had to back to one where I was surviving here changed the energy around. And within two days, instead of making plans for my funeral, they were taking me home. And wow. the doctor was like, I, this is just a miracle. Like this, this is just a miracle. And that's when I realized, so I was like, what a miracle bitch. Like I asked for it. I went through all the energy. <laughs> shit. Like, I went through all the <laughs> Do you know I'm what I just did? I'm like, yeah, dude, this was like advanced shamanism. What do you mean oh miracle? Like God. I worked for this. And then I realized somewhere and they're like, Oh, Miracles are really literally ask and ye shall receive, but like you have to ask with the heart of a child. And more than half of what I do is helping people feel safe having the heart of a child again. Wow. But yeah, that's when I realized I was like good at this shit. <laughs> Man, I got goosebumps when you were sharing that. Jeez, that's so fascinating. I have so many questions. Like, I don't even know where to start. Like, when it okay. comes. <laughs> So you said you basically shifted into the dimension where you survived. 
like, can you explain yeah. the whole like shifting d- dimensions thing at all? Yeah, actually it's way easier than um, people think. I have like a full class of it on it in my Facebook group, Simply Spirit Support. It's physics of manifesting because a lot of it actually is science of alchemy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like I said before we got on here, I've learned a lot of this stuff so I don't sound crazy to people because I have mm-hmm. actually been institutionalized. People thought I was schizophrenic. I was a suspect in a murder case for 20 years before I was born. That's its own story. Oh my so God. I learned a lot of this stuff so I can explain that like I'm not a bad person. I don't kill anybody. I don't need a straight jacket. Like that shit does not emphasize my hips at all. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and then it ended up being a business, but yeah, that's when I realized like how quickly you can shift things. Now everything is on vibration. Doesn't go in a straight line. It loops. It just depends on how big or how small the loop is. And it's infinite. That's why, um, even in our physical manifest of reality, the universe is consciously, constantly expanding Mm. it's just the nature of energy itself and so it depends like karma and law of attraction all those things also work on the same that i've seen anyway i'm just describing my own experience with vibration they work on different loops and different ellipses and it changes depending on the vibration and the frequency Mm. not only that it's set out in but how that person is living and what's around it that's why to anyone listening, one of the best things you can do for yourself is be just a total Nazi about your vibration. Like, no means no. <laughs> Good vibes only. No. <laughs> and I realized, too, like how malleable it is. And so I started studying and watching people since I can just see vibes. I can also see when people are like blocked, like mm. literally blocked. For example, people with anxiety, I always see these weird like smoky fingers up from the ground and around them that look like this weird cage. It's it's creepy and it's specifically with people that have anxiety and then people that are just very, very narrow paradigmed. I always see that their aura that looks like Minecraft around them because they have literally (laughs) blocks of like I've compartmentalized everything and it just floats around them. Like they're like an Ikea display. Oh wow. (laughs) So weird. Yeah. They look and they look like I see people that way too. It's I see people in their vibrations. I don't even, Sometimes I'll look at pictures of people and they don't match up to like what I actually see in their mm. vibration. But yeah, energy, it, it's just a matter of beliefs. And then I've noticed figuring out why the beliefs are to the point of gratitude and gratitude, gratitude and just sheer uh, determination are the quickest ways to like change things around. But I mean like crazy determination like the will to live or you know those mothers that get make the miracle of having freakish strength to pull a car up off their child or something like that like those mamas know alchemy Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's channeling source energy with no blocks you can they're limitless yeah and that's kind of like i always say the like one of the keys to manifesting anything you want basically is to have that burning desire like just have a freaking burning desire where it's like there's no other option. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with like, well, how do I actually get that desire to be so strong? How do I get that strength to be like that, you know, powerful? It's so funny because I just did a live stream about this earlier Um, (laughs) because this has been a recurring theme. You got to cut off what's not doing it a lot of times we don't have that passion because there's, for example, something maybe saying that it's not safe to have that passion or we're not supposed to, or part of us feels like we're going to get in trouble for it. And so 
it's a matter first of like seeing, well, why, why is it not safe or feeling safe to have that passion? And then allowing yourself space to think like, okay, so I'm just going to say passion in general. And I get a hypothetical for myself if I were to go through this. So why is it safe for me not to be passionate? Well, because if I'm even halfway nice to a guy, he thinks that I must be asking for it. And now I'm in a sexually predatory situation when I was just trying to be kind. Oh, well, that doesn't feel safe at all. Now does it? Mm. Um, so like in that instance, I'm just not feeling there's a block up and like there's a block and there's why and there's a safety. So what can I do instead? Well, there's different environments I can put myself in. I could be around different people and it, whatever actually comes out of it that's practical. But mm-hmm. first it's like understanding. Understanding like, yeah. Yeah. yeah what, how it's keeping you safe everything's trying to keep you safe somehow. Very interesting. So do you think everyone can work on their like ability to see energy or is it just like a certain gift? No, everybody can. We're all made the same and everyone has actually in psychiatry, this has been documented really well documented. Everyone is like totally open until about the age of three Mm. around seven. Most people totally shut down but everyone actually is like me up until around the age of three. And that's when the ego starts deciding like what it will and will not allow. Mm. Uh, That's when it really starts getting some power is around age three. Before that, the kids are sorry to any parents listening, but before (laughs) that they're just kind of belligerent, you know, like reacting to everything that's going around around three is when they can start thinking, which means the ego starting to work. And if they start listening to the grownups around them, that are giving them limiting beliefs, then it becomes mm. part of their programming and then part of their vibe. And then it becomes how they develop. And it's not that it can't be undone. It's just harder. I mean, yeah. you and I have gone through. I know. That's why. Yeah. Out, like, I know. Yeah, from the get go. Like you're right, sweetie. Yeah. You explore you. <laughs> and just Don't freaking live. I know. It's like this whole journey of like unraveling and like remembering who you are. Yeah. Like undoing all the bullshit. Yeah. I just feeling safe being us again. Yeah, totally. So I want to hear more about this mastering the multiverse. (laughs) Okay. First, it's like the belief systems and finding out like your energy. A lot of people actually see way more energy than they realize or pick up on it a lot more. There's been many studies that have proven that everybody's an empath to an extent and that humans can affect material things. Like there's been multiple experiments. It started with the Nazis. Really don't like the Nazis, but they did start some good streams of experiments. But they were seeing if different groups of psychics could affect these like machines that were making automatic numbers, and they found that they could. And then later on it got repeated. This experiment's been repeated multiple times. I think the most they had eight countries participating, if I recall. I've read a bunch of these, so they're starting to blend. But um, after a while, people were starting to affect this machine that was supposed to be doing just a random thing. And I think they had everyone think of one number, and they noticed that the machine was like slowly getting towards it. And people in the mind can affect it, as well as there's been experiments done showing that the way you talk and the way that you are actually affects water. And it'll, Mm -hmm. you know, you talk to water nicely, it'll have pretty crystals. So we're starting to get more of realizing like, okay, well, there are vibrations that affect everything. So the more you understand and accept it, the easier it is to just explore other things. 
I did a challenge, it was five days of multiverse master, and most of it really was a little bit of self-parenting. And then a tiny guided exercise, like just make yourself, this is how to get over freaking out. Now, allow yourself to be shown around the universe by X group of beings. You know, you can choose angels or you know, a, a light council or the rock people, which were a group favorite. I love the rock people. <laughs> so and then people were like, oh my God, this is what it is? Because the verses actually are all in vibration. We tend to think that they're like, you know, books on a page or something like that. And it's not that physical. It's just vibration. And we actually are existing in multiple if you want to say universes, whatever at once, everything's together. Mm. We're in multiple fields. We discovered in 2014, the only reason we have solid matter is because of a field called the Higgs field. And when energy interacts with it, not touches it, it's not an actual thing. When energy interacts with it, it gets the limitations that then cause physical matter. Wow. That doesn't mean that physical matter is a thing. It's actually two forces interacting with each other to create it. So if nothing else, using, because honestly, when it comes to differentiation and multiverses, it's all vibration. It's just different creation vibrations. There is no separation of them. So like, we're already there. We're already existing in multiple fields, multiple planes, multiple dimensions, universes. It's just that we're using different words for all of it. Mm. It's taking a really long time be accepting of it <laughs> yeah well I feel like people are really way, long time. <laughs> I know I feel like people are way more acceptive now of things like you know yeah. I feel like it's definitely progressing you know mm-hmm. so how would you like is there anything that you can like share for people like to tap into seeing energy more or being more aware of like the energy around them and and feeling energy and seeing it and all that stuff yeah. The first thing I'd recommend first is just getting a hold of your own energy and used to working with your own. So like starting a little energy like, hygiene routine, whether, yeah, whether you're just doing like a source energy shower or like cutting cords once a day or something, you've got to get really familiar with your own energy because the multiverse is just extensions of your own energy. And some of the biggest fears people have is like, well, what if I run into some big demon or something scary? It's like, <laughs> well, then I'll keep that in your vibration and you're fine. <laughs> so the more comfortable you can get with yourself first and your own energy, because a lot of times people are already picking up on other people's energy and they don't realize it because they're not super familiar with their own. Mm. Um, like I wasn't for years when my body told me I needed to change through Parkinson's. A big part of it was I was taking on people's shit and keeping it all the time <laughs> and not releasing it at all. And so my body was just like full and like jittering because it needed to release all of it. Mm. So I didn't know what my own energy was supposed to feel like. I thought that I had ADD. I had been diagnosed with it as a kid. I actually don't. I had a ton of other people's energy. So of course it was going in a bunch of different directions. I thought I had depression. No, I worked in a hospital, which is really just kind of a depressing environment. Like I was taking home a lot of people's shit. I'm actually a fairly happy, actually I'm autistic. So I'm a pretty like neutral person naturally, but it's like neutral to happy. But depressed is not not in my scope. So the first thing is starting to just know your own, like what your own energy feels like and what your own body feels like. And when you're all gunked up versus like when your energy's cleared out, then once you're comfortable in that place, you'll be able to start knowing like what's you, what's something visiting you when there's a presence around. Because honestly, if you're just so used to being attached to everything and feeling everything that's not just yours, you're not going to notice a difference. Mm. 
It's very interesting the way you explain it. <laughs> like, how would you know the difference? Well, I, well, you said get it to know your own energy. Yeah. It's kind of like in new moms. Eventually, you figure out the difference between, like, baby's hungry cry versus mm-hmm. shit themselves cry versus, like, <laughs> baby just doesn't want to be alone right yeah. now. Cry. That's a good point. I noticed that with my cat. <laughs> See? She has different yeah. meows for different things. Yeah. And you just figured it out by like paying attention and being mm-hmm. present there and, and being focused just on, on her. Yeah. Awesome. And how would you like, cause I know a lot of people listening are also people that like work with people a lot, probably like other coaches and other, you know, whatever. So how, cause dealing with a lot of people, you pick up a lot of shit. So how would you like, what is your recommendation of like how to like send energy back to people and bring back your own energy into yourself? Um, I would actually just do a, like a source energy shower. Um, sor- source energy on its own when it's, well, before it turns into real energy, it's just like this kind of black hole, like void kind of energy. But then after that, as soon as it starts to materialize, it turns into this super bright white. And that's like the white that everyone talks about when they die or when sometimes if you're saved last minute from a car accident or something, that's dimension splicing which is source energy. And that's when it starts to take creative form. So you can picture yourself literally getting showered by that and your whole aura, your whole self, all through your bodies, uh, all the cells, everything in it. And it'll clean it out on its own because source energy has its own intelligence. Like it's been making universes and shit for a while. Like yeah. got you clear. <laughs> it's got you covered. So you just basically just visualize that and like set that intention that you're being mm-hmm. It's yeah. that easy, guys. It's that easy. <laughs> yeah, it's all beliefs, as long as you believe it is. If you yeah. believe, I mean, you can make a big, long process and burn shit and chant or whatever. <laughs> or it can be two seconds, like, if you believe it. So, And mm-hmm. I don't believe in time, so I don't have one of those, like, sit there for 10 minutes and clean your aura shit. I'm like, <laughs> did you I, set the intention? Cool. Good. <laughs> so we live your purpose now. <laughs> What is your view on time? I know we were talking about this a little bit before this too. And I'm like, so fascinated with hearing a little bit more. Well, we talked actually for 23 minutes before we hopped on. We did? Yeah. It's only been about 10 minutes now and you could probably look over at your recording. I know we've been longer than that. Wow. (laughs) I don't believe in time. I just suggest it as I need to. It's easier actually hold on, there's a caveat there. Cause when other people are involved and they have staunch beliefs about time, that sucks. You're kind of stuck there. Cause that's like the, it'll be the dom, the universal will respond to the dominant vibration. But here I'm the dominant vibration. It's me and my pug and my pug doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> She's sleeping. So time responds to the dominant vibration. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Time is just another vibration. Wow. So like, for example, one of my uh, favorite clients, like, turned friends. She's a really good friend of mine now. She's started, um, she's on her doctorate right now, and so she started learning to twist time, and she wrote what would have taken her about 15 hours and, like, two and a half. And I also had taught her spirit sheets, which, you know, you can change vibrations or switch vibrations or channel, whatever word you want to use, with whatever vibrations you want. She does psych, and so I was like, you know, Carl Jung loves to talk. Freud loves to talk. Dr. Frankel, not so much, but like he'll answer questions. Like just ask him. 
And she looked back at her paper and wrote it. And she's like, dude, some of these things, like I was blown out of the water. I know I didn't write these. Like I could hear another voice through it. And I got these amazing grades. I'm like the multiverse hack. So she got more time. She got a lot done and she got like Carl Jung, Sigmund Freud, Victor Frankl and Joseph Conrad, a few other big names basically to like write her paper for her. Oh my God. That is so fascinating. So basically you teach your clients like how to do all this stuff, how to Hack do energy. pretty much. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So Anything, cause I've also worked with, I mean like one of the people I worked with was a woman that was trying to get pregnant and she was near it, getting close to 50. And wow. so I had her go off of her, all of her drugs for a little bit, fertility drugs, not like drugs. drugs. Yeah. So <laughs> um, <laughs> we're working together for about a month and then we did one VIP day, which was four hours. And a couple of weeks later, she was like, you know, I've been feeling a lot better. And then four weeks later, she was like, I haven't had a period since we talked. And then two weeks after that, she's like, oh my God, I'm Oh my God, no way. Yeah, she's so excited. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. It's amazing what you can do. Yeah. That like no one's clients. aware of it. No, another one of my clients in like two weeks manifested 100K. She's like, I didn't think that'd be possible. And it was a lawsuit she didn't even know she was applicable for from some restaurant that closed in the 70s. Wow. Like talk about random manifesting. And she, she ended up, it was a class action lawsuit. All their employees got a cut. And she got like a little over 100K of it. So yeah, I mean, you can get literally whatever you want in whatever time frame from the multiverse. It's just a matter of belief. Wow. So is that, so that was actually kind of having, I was going to ask when it comes to money, but um, now that you're talking about kind of like instant manifestation in a way, is this like the same thing as like fifth dimension manifestation? Yeah, you could use that. I use all of them. But I don't mean, I don't know if there's a difference. Um, well, fifth, fifth dimension is kind of like transcendental and it does use like a few layers of vibration just because I like, I have to kind of let, for me to explain these things, I watch super closely. This is where my autism comes in handy and I watch the patterns of it. And like fifth dimension, because there's that thought that's overarching it, you only use so many dimensions. Mm. There's infinite ones available. So it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just that even the title itself kind of puts a limit like inadvertently. Yeah. When you can use the power of all the dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's infinity and it's constantly creating. Like at, right now, even just the manifested universes is a number that we don't even have a word for. And it's infinitely creating at an astronomical rate. So yeah, I not use it all. Yeah. And we create in the present really. Like I feel like being present is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And like the main block, I don't even like the word block, but the main thing like that people deal with is, well, living in the past or the future, the past, because they're scared of, I don't know, making the same mistakes or having the same thing, the pain happen again, the future, because they're worried about, well, what if this doesn't work out? You know, same thing. Yeah. Part of that I've observed though, too, is, um, more mastering energy and like emotional parenting because the not letting go of the past part is the past way of saying like <clears throat> you still didn't learn this shit yeah <laughs> yeah still didn't learn it like this chapter's still open like I don't know did you have accelerated reader at school when you were a kid I don't think so oh we had one like that or like if you you could have open book but if you took too long it would like start dinging that you hadn't come back to the club the 
quiz. And that's basically what life does with the past. It's like, <clears throat> have you learned this lesson? Have you heard mm. learned it? I'm going to keep digging. I'm going to keep digging. And it's really just that we need to have that tool in our tool belt and be grateful for it. And be yeah. grateful for that version of ourselves that like laid on that landmine for us <laughs> so we could learn it. And then the future is very often that we're taught at a young age, like, I don't know about you when you were a kid, but when I was a kid, it wasn't like, oh, enjoy your childhood. It was like, get ready for college. And you need to, I remember yeah. like five years old, my parents talking about college and planning this shit. Like, <laughs> oh my hey, God. Y'all realize that like I'm in kindergarten, right? <laughs> oh my God. We're doing ABCs right now. Granted, I can read already, so it's boring, but like we are only doing ABCs right now. So we're taught like constantly to just be in the future and be planning for our future at a very small age, like we're not taught to just enjoy our moment and enjoy all of our phases too. Like even I remember when I was a kid, a lot of times overhearing my parents being like, God, I can't wait till this phase is over. And you know, we're taught really early through everyone around us to like rush through to get to the next better thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's its own unlearning. It's not necessarily the human condition. It's just that it's kind of become our parenting condition. Mm. That makes sense. Different perspective. Yeah, self-parent ourselves and be like, you know what? Actually, you're doing a great job right now. Like, you know what, Stephanie? You're doing really well in your little apartment with your cute little couch and your cat (laughs) and your your unicorn hair and your business. Like, you're doing a great job. Just enjoy yourself. Go play, you know, with your hula hoop and and have fun. Have fun. Enjoy yourself, sweetie. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely think that, including myself at times, of course, that sometimes we're too hard on ourselves and we don't take enough time to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And it's so important. Or play, yeah, and just have fun. Mm -hmm. Totally. So when it comes to manifesting money, Mm -hmm. what uh, is your top tip when it comes to working with the multiverse to manifest money? Because I know like everyone wants to manifest money. Right? That one actually goes out of the multiverse and into the the beacon that is signaling the multiverse, aka the brain. So Mm. the first thing I would say is like, why do you hate it so much? And we all hate money to some extent without even realizing it. If nothing else, like the global destruction that's coming from industrialization, people Mm. fighting with each other over money, like the fact that pretty much every war in the past couple hundred years has been started over money. It's caused horrible things like slavery and sex trades of children. And like everybody has some sort of a hang up around money for something. So that needs to be forgiven first because there's a reason that you don't want like the drama air quoting again for everyone just listening <laughs> the drama that comes with money because it sucks the human condition it's it's put in our dna the human condition right off the bat every animal wants to avoid pain so if our brain hasn't forgiven which basically forgiveness means energetically neutralized mm. and emotionally neutralized our money relationship our money concept our concept of people with money like They're all evil assholes that are trying to take over the planet and they're like, you know, money hungry blood suckers with no soul and all those things. Uh, Go inside first to see like what all the talk that's actually going on about money and what's associated with it because it's not really money that you're blocking from your life. It's all the associated bullshit that's been just dumped on it from everything. Like I've been 
actually more than the past couple hundred years worth of wars, there's been a lot that's just been over money. <laughs> and, yeah. and there's been all kinds of terrible things that have happened. Lots of family conflicts, most of them are over money and somebody them owing them money. And so there's, there's other crap there that just needs to be forgiven. And then after the forgiveness, then also look at why you want the money. So, so a lot of times we're trying to attract money when actually what we want is freedom or mm -hmm. what we want is the power of a choice and we want respect and for our voice to matter because the one with the gold makes the rules, right? So how can we start channeling those vibrations first while releasing our bits of hostility with money and then take some inspired action to actually receive that money? Mm, beautiful explanation. <laughs> I totally feel you on that. Mm -hmm. It makes total sense. Yeah, like I got raised Catholic and money was the root of all evil, which is funny because the Catholic Catholic too. Oh, how funny. And the Catholic Church is like the richest organization in the fucking world and has been for a while. I'm like, actually, <laughs> my adult mind had to reconcile that one because I'm like, wait, hold on. I got to consider the source here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And money's not the root of all evil. I mean, right? people are, there's good people, there's not so good people. And it's like the money is just an energy, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And it can be, you know, it's actually been the root of a lot of good. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, what about all the good? That's awesome. Mon medicines, that's really awesome. Um, the fact that, like, you know, the Red Cross can ship things over and medicines overseas, stuff like that, transport, like, that's awesome. Yeah, and more good people need to have more of it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's, like, the main thing here. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> But yeah, before you send any order out to the universe, make sure you're super clear on yours because I, I did that with myself. I was like, God, why am I not attracting money? Why am I not attracting money? Why am I not attracting money? Well, what do I really feel about money? Well, it's paper with, I'm in the U.S., so it's paper with like dead white guys on it. That's not going to lie. That's kind of a creepy thing to collect. <laughs> paper with dead white dudes' faces? Like, ah. So... I, I actually don't want money necessarily. I want the freedom that comes with it. And I like, I want not having to work all the time and not have to be glued to my phone. I like, I actually want to, that security and knowing that things are coming to me. And so that's, that's part of where we get lost in the acting as if too. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to spend a bunch of money like I'm a millionaire. That's not exactly, <laughs> exactly where they're going with that. Uh, this is the acting as if, like feeling that. Mm -hmm. Tapping into the feelings of abundance and ease and excitement and all that stuff mm -hmm. by having more fun and dancing. <laughs> yeah, and having choices. That's awesome. So I'll, we'll finish it up here with a couple more questions that I want to touch on for the people who are like just starting to delve into their spiritual side of themselves. Like, any advice on how to really tap into connecting to their higher self and their spiritual self, even though we're already all connected, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Allowing, well, <laughs> twofold there. First one, definitely going within before you go without there and see like, okay, well, why do I feel safe with being separate? And it's probably that like, I know it's kind of your way of having a wall and protecting yourself from something that needs to be forgiven which means you're not going to even tap into like your own real voice, let alone all of the energy and all the spirituality until the shit's cleared up period. Cause mm. man, everything's just a reflection of you. So what you're blocking enough access to within yourself, you're going to exponentially 
throughout the multiverses and everything in creation. But the more you can accept and even be grateful for, then the more it can come in in other ways. Now, a way to start doing that, that tapping into energy, especially when it comes to hurt, is automatic writing. Mm, I love automatic writing. Yeah. One of the easiest ways to do it is set a timer for like five to seven minutes so your brain knows it's dedicated to this time. Write yourself a question, whatever it is. Let's stay on the money thing. <laughs> Why am I scared of money in my life? And let it all out because your inner self and your higher self is basically the voice of the collective conscious for you, for this particular reflection mm. of creation, which is you. So it'll talk through you. And that's a great way because we're taught in our societies to really value things that are tangible. And that's a tangible thing is an actual writing. After that, once you're getting a little more trust in that, just spending a few minutes in your own energy every day and um, seeing how it feels, what it looks like, just full presence, breathing in, breathing out, feeling that air go through your body, feeling how you can feel it the cells kind of tingling in your arms and feet as they're getting oxygenated. Or maybe if you start breathing too hard and you have low blood pressure like me, you feel like you're going to collapse and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> I told it for a second. <laughs> but whatever it is, just spending a few minutes in your body, really feeling your own energy and getting familiar with your own energy. And then you'll feel safer in your own energy, which means you'll feel safer in the reflections of it that are the multiverse. Mm. I love how you explain things. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like it just, it like widens my, even my perception of like things that I've already like been doing or know, like just hearing the way you explain it is really cool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I guess we will end that here because we have gone over so much stuff. I want <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> Hope everyone was taking notes. <laughs> um, but where is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap it up at all? I wanted to say thank you so much again for having me on. If anyone wants access to me 24-7, I have a free group on Facebook called Simply Spirit Support, and you can ask me questions free there all the time, and I am taking clients through the end of 2018, so move fast if you want to work with me. Awesome. And that was kind of what I was going to ask for the last question. Where mm -hmm. can people find you? Like, are, I'm going to share links in the show notes as well, but you okay. could, they could find you in your Simply Summer group on Facebook and your Simply website. Spirit Support. Yeah. And then my website is simplysummer.me if you're ready to work with me. I have an application process because... I actually do have a lot of free education out already. And a lot of times people that are stuck can just get redirected to that. I really only work with people that are already love leaders in their industry that want next level success and they want it rapidly with otherworldly connections, not following a traditional funnel <laughs> for every <laughs> damn thing in their life. And if you're at that point, that's simply summer.me slash apply. And then you can pick out a time when we can hop on a phone and chat. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. This was amazing. And I'm so glad that I got to have you on. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. No problem. Bye guys. Bye everyone. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.